Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. Hi everyone, and uh, if you're just joining us, a big welcome to all of you live on Soho Radio. And you're listening to Rag Space Time with Select Ruprell, and I have a very special guest. Uh, Hiran Chati is with me this morning, wonderful tabla player and creator of Samraga Festival. Welcome to Rag Space Time, Hiran. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, morning, Select. And, uh, you know, I think... Uh, Everyone wants to really hear, and especially myself, is uh, the story about um, how you began playing tabla. Every musician has a story about how they began playing. Um, what was your, what was your particular inspiration when you first started playing tabla? Um, I think uh, before I talk about uh, the inspiration, I think uh, I think before I was born, I think my father decided that I have to play tabla. And uh, when I was born, my father's <laughs> teacher came to our house after two weeks and he gave me tabla as a present and he said to my father that he'll be a tabla player one day. And since then, when I was Fantastic. like two weeks old, my father had decided I was going to be a musician. <laughs> <laughs> and then what happened? And then basically, I guess, uh, from a young age, your your father had given you some some instruction or how how did it all kind of... Uh, uh, my father was uh, wanted to be a musician, but then uh, he once he got married, he had lots of responsibilities, and uh, so he had to work and he couldn't do music full time. So uh, when I was born, um, he was working for the School of Architecture in Ahmedabad, which was like which is like one of the finest architecture schools in India now. Right. And my father used to work for the accounts department, and uh, when I was seven years old, he uh, actually initiated me in learning the tabla and. Uh, I learned for a few months, I think two, three months, and uh, uh, he was very strict when it came to tabla practice. And so one day when he came, he came home early, and I was playing outside with my friends, and he saw me that I was playing, and he called me inside, and um, he had taught me to play a stroke on the left hand drum, like uh, a syllable called ghe that right. we play. So That's sort of bass sound, isn't it? The bass the, sound. The, the so the drum. idea was to uh, press on the one and release on two. Right. But I was like really, I had really tiny hands and I did not practice. And how so old were you then? Were I was you seven years old and okay. I couldn't do it, you know, and then he said do it again and I couldn't do it and then he asked me, did you practice today? And I lied to him. But my mom was in the kitchen and she said, no, he has not practiced today and so he got really angry. Oh, no. And then he just uh, threw the hammer at me, you know, on <laughs> the hand. <laughs> and then my mom really got scared and she said, I don't want you to teach him. And then, 
he said if he if he if he's not serious and he should not learn music and probably he said he's going to he's going to be a beggar i think when he grows up <laughs> probably he's going to have a, a harsh. yeah and he said he's going to be he's going to have put a tea stall somewhere and he's going to ruin my reputation all that so then i didn't play for 10 years and i he then he taught me a, a very simple cycle called teen tal which is the first rhythmic cycle we learn that's kind of foundation isn't it for everyone learning yeah kind of every good teacher will teach um, a student 16 beats yeah and the and then he just taught me the cycle and i knew two kaidas like right. compositions and so for the next 10 years i used to just listen to him because he used to practice every day on his sitar and sometimes he used to tell me that accompany me so i used to play the teen tal when he used to practice his jhala which is yeah. like the faster uh, the fast section of the sitar composition yeah. yeah sure and then i just knew how to play one cycle and maybe one kaida and then when i was 18 i thought i want to be a musician again and So that's when my actual journey started and I started learning from the scratch when right. I was 18. And were you still learning with your father at that stage or did you find then somebody in in Ahmedabad? Uh, in um, a, yeah, in Ahmed uh, I started learning from uh, Divyang Wakil. He um, he's a, a tabla teacher from Ahmedabad and right. uh, he had just started going to Alaga Khansab uh, Abaji mm-hmm. as we all know him. So I was uh, so for listen is that um, Ustad Zakir Hussain's father and, Yeah uh, and I was inspired by Zakir Hussain you know mm. like all tabla players on yeah, the planet are So when I was 8 years old my father took me to his concert when I remember uh, distinctly he was playing with Shivji and I slept through the entire alap and once Zakir bhai started playing I, th- I remember he played Rupak mm-hmm. and uh, I was like awake for 2 hours and it was it was like 3 o'clock in the morning and I had a morning school and I went to the um the green room to take his autograph and i told him ke even i play tabla then he said to me in hindi that bajate ho ya peette ho it means do you play or do you bang and i said i play tabla so that's that's my first I think just about everyone on the planet bangs in yeah. comparison to so that's my first memory uh, with Zakir with Zakir bhai and this time i i hosted him for samraga this year yeah and so the whole journey it the whole so circle is so finished since 8 years old like yeah, try to to, try to get an autograph and then uh, and then i told him about it when we were having dinner this time and he said oh really uh, am i that old he said to me i said no you know that i said i am getting old you are still young so <laughs> so you started the 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 musical learning with um uh, divyang wakil uh, for 3 4 years and then i learned from his guru uh, pandit sudhir kumar saxena ji in uh, in baroda and right. uh, who was the doyan of the ajrada style the other style of tabla and playing and that's a particular style yeah so tabla the ajrada what what sort of is is interesting about that style and what what uh, depicts that style particularly from from the other the other styles of playing tabla because a lot of people won't know that there are many different ways yeah. of playing tabla and starting tabla so your your fundamentals are often based on the teacher that you find and depending on their lineage and who they've learned with there are different ways of playing the tabla or certain notes on the tabla that that will almost kind of create your hands for the the years to come uh, what was special about the adrada style that you learned with um, Uh, Sudhakumar Saxena. Uh, uh, like as you know, there are like six uh, main uh, school of schools of thought in so the tabla tradition. Six major styles of yeah, tabla, tabla. Which many many people won't know this. Yeah. So uh, Delhi is the the Delhi Gharana Gharana school of a thought. So mm-hmm. Delhi is the the main first headquarter of tabla, as you can call it. And no Gharana can pass Delhi. No, that's sure. the, that's the Gharana that so you have your, to learn. That's your foundation. That's the foundation. That's the base. And then Ajada was the second style, and Ajada. Uh, the style gets its name from a village right. called Ajara near Meerut which is another city near Delhi mm-hmm. so the 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 speciality of Ajara is that they use the ring finger and the f- phrase like ghidna and dhin dhina gina right 
to be uh, precise it's like they started using those uh, the ring finger like in delhi they only used to use two fingers the I index see. finger and the middle finger right so it was kind of um an expansion of a style yeah, wasn't yeah. it if you're using yeah. one more finger yeah. then the number of sounds that you can produce yes. would be more sort of exponential yes and, uh, so not necessarily more more complicated but definitely more more uh, more variety more variety and and the tabla could be then played the compositions of ajara could be played at a faster speed compared to delhi of course yeah, yeah. Uh, because the because of the influence of the ring finger phrases like ghidanag and dhina dhinagina you can play them at a very fast tempo right. compared to theta which is only played with two fingers or theta kita which was played with two fingers in the delhi style right so the delhi style was called the tabla of madhyalai which is the medium tempo. Yeah. That's what they used to say. Okay, I played Delhi, and people in those days were very yeah. proud of their school of thought. And they used to say, "Hey, I'm from Delhi, and where are you from?" And they used to say, "Oh, I'm from Farukabad, you know. Yeah. I'm from Banaras. I'm from Punjab, you know." So they were very proud of their tradition, of their tradition, and their style. Of yeah, course. of course, fantastic. So then, and then it was really interesting because you came to to London um, to. to uh, i guess further your music and to find out the music scene in 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 the UK what was it like when you came to london what were the kind of musicians that you met and how did you kind of expand your knowledge and who did you play with what what what, what did you do when you came to the UK because that was kind of your mid 20s then at that stage uh, mm, yeah so it all started uh, i had a friend called mukul patel and uh, he's a sound engineer and he uh, his uncle was my father's friend and his uncle is a sarod player and an architect So when he came to in, uh, India in 1998, I think uh, he used to work with Talwin Singh then and Nitin oh. Soni as well. Yeah. So he made me hear Talwin's album called OK, mm-hmm. uh, which is like for which Talwin got a Mercury Prize. And um, uh, so I heard the album and I'd never heard tabla fused in such a way. And I thought I asked him, I said, "What kind of music is this?" And he said, "This is Asian underground." And he said, it's a, "It's a big scene in England now." Because I guess in India you weren't exposed to yeah, any no kind one, of fusion. Yeah, or tabla yeah, yeah. wasn't ever used with with other instruments, right? So you you've come with all these skills, but yeah. you haven't actually managed to use it in a in a kind of style which uh, which you were now hearing. I yeah, I was quite fascinated the way the production was done, you know. And I heard the track in which Shankar Mahadevan was singing the Gayatri Mantra, and and there were some different sounds which I'd never heard, and I thought. Wow, this is incredible! Like tabla can sound like this, and uh, so he asked me that. Then a friend of mine, Mukul, who was who made me hear the album, he said, "Can I record you? Can you play something for me?" So I just I just knew two three compositions because it was just like two years I'd started learning, and um, because I always had uh, Zakir Bhai's uh, sound in my head, and I always wanted to play like him. Mm. Um, even though I just started like two years ago, I. learned few compositions and in my mind his sound was always there so when i used to play i always used to think that i have to sound like him i have to sound like him yeah. so he recorded my thing and then next day his father came from england and he was listening to what he recorded and his father asked him that who is who's playing on this track so he's he just lied to his father he said oh this is zakir bhai's old recording when he was young He said, "Wow, Zakir was so good. You know, Zakir was so good when he was starting." And he said, "No, that's Hiran." And then he said, "Really?" And then I met his father, and uh, his father said, "You should come to England." You know, and I said, "I don't." Do you have? He said, "He asked me, 'Do you know anyone?'" I said, "I have my uncle who lives there." So he said, "You should come there. You know, and uh, you'll get an, uh, ex- a different kind of exposure, which you won't yeah. get here in India. And you get to meet different kinds of artists and dancers and musicians and maybe painters and visual artists and whatever. You know." <laughs> and that's when i decided i want to come to england but still it took me 5 years to come here after that yeah. my first meeting with mukul and uh, that's when it all started and i came here in 2003 
and for a year i i did not know anyone i just had uh, bhartiya vidya bhavan's contact given by another musician in india i went to see them and they already had teachers and i didn't wanted to learn so that but it was dead in there and yeah. <laughs> so dead. and i thought you know i'll just just do my practice i'm not entirely convinced they would have let you become a teacher there anyway <laughs> they didn't have a teacher <laughs> <laughs> Might have been. Um, so then you you met a couple of musicians here. You yeah. So in two thousand programs. Yeah, in two thousand four, Taufik Kureishi, who's uh, Alaga Khansab's youngest son, Zakir Hussain's youngest brother, Taufik, I was performing here at South Bank, and right. I I saw a poster for that event, and I I got his sister's number, which was on the poster. So I called her and I said, I know Taufik, but can I come and see him? So she said, Come to the venue and help him if you can. So I just went to the venue and I met Taufik, and he was really surprised and very happy to see me. and he said also oh, you left music and now you're studying i said no 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 i'm going to do music as I, i said this was the only way to come here and to convince my mom and dad that i'm going to study for a year and sure and then he got me introduced to a sort of player called shaumik datta who's a very well known musician yeah. here and then shaumik got me introduced to people in milap fest and through them so i met other people organizations organization that started playing in that uh, in the south asian orchestra that they had called tarang in those days which is yeah. a very popular now and in so i started playing there in 2006 i think and all the eminent musicians of now from england like jesse banister an amazing saxophone player mm-hmm. rupa paneser who's an incredible sitar Star player shaumik datta yeah. himself uh, kumar and um, the few other musicians who i got to know through that orchestra and after that orchestra orchestral work i did with them they started calling me for other work and then uh, other dancers saw me and because i had some experience playing in kathak dance which is the north indian Uh, dance classical dance form. dance form and then the the dance scene was quite popular here and a lot of dancers were using live music in those days you kind of managed to get a few concert programs but when did the real kind of journey then begin because you you kind of realized at that stage didn't you that you had a lot of programs but there was something in your tabla that could be enhanced and that you yeah, could become so, a better player at that stage there so, was still so much to learn <clears throat> yeah so in 2007 i was playing with rupa i, I remember in manchester and um, after the concert dharambir ji who's a is a very well known music, musician sitar player from england uh, based in leicester now uh, he came to see me and he said where are you from and i said i'm from ahmedabad and he asked me are you zakir are you disciple of zakir hussain and i said no i wish i i was <laughs> and he said uh, so who's your guru i said i i used to learn from divyang bhai and saksena ji but saksena ji is very old now and i've not had taaleem for 5 years now and he said you should learn i said i want to but i don't know where to go and then he recommended me my guru's name pandit yogesh samsi and he said he's going to be coming to england next month we should go and see him and then i went to see yogesh ji uh, my guru uh, he was playing a concert in the kufa gallery in central london and he was playing with tejinna and majumdar and i was late for that gig so when i entered the 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 tabla jugalbandi had just started and uh, tejin ji had was playing a composition in jhaptal i remember 10 beat cycle and the first thing that yogesh ji played it just um, Stuck, stuck with, with me, and I thought, "Wow, this is what I want to do. This is what yeah. I want to learn." And I thought, "This is so beautiful." You had a very special sound, didn't you? Of, uh, yeah, and it was so abstract, and I did not understand anything. And I said, "Wow, <laughs> this is amazing." He just played something, and he just landed, and he glided so beautifully on the first beat. And I felt as if he was not playing the cycle. He did not try to overpower or like show off. Nothing. Very very simple. But it was so effective. and the way he landed on the first beat and i thought the sound wasn't it the track i thought he's my guru i said if he if i can learn from him that'll be the thing in my life i mean that's one of the things isn't it for our, <coughs> our beginners out there when when they first take up the tabla the the i mean one of the first things that you're taught is how to create a good sound and you're Absolutely. always learning yeah, or, yeah. as as the years go by you're refining 
the sound of tabla, and you you kind of hear when you hear Pandit Yogeshi, a very distilled product. You hear something that's been refined over so many years, and you you immediately get attracted. You immediately know when someone's playing fantastic, even though you may uh, you were saying that you you may not know yeah. what they're playing, but you just know that it's 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 wonderful because you can hear the sound that they're actually playing. And, uh, yeah, and the that energy was... that they create, you know, it's it's <clears throat> because I've I've now I known I've known him for like thirteen years, and he performs in like around the globe and. Even when they're in the audience, people don't understand actually what is he playing. Uh, a lot of people have told me that there's something about his playing uh, that even they don't understand what is, what is the complexity of rhythmic patterns that he's playing. But even in a peshkar or a kaida or any kind of composition, people get attracted and they are transported to a different um, place. It's just the sound and the energy that he creates because he's so, uh, uh, what do you call, the aesthetics and everything is so clean and uh, I think it's very spiritual when he plays There's tabla. There's almost a meditative quality yes, about his playing. When you, when you literally <clears throat> sit down from the moment he starts playing, there's something very, very Very, beautiful. very special. And yeah, and even when I see him at his house, you know, he when he comes out of his uh, room and he's finished his meditation and sometimes it's happened that he's teaching me or he's teaching a class and when you look at him, you actually know that there's something in his eyes, you know, and then he just sits on the tabla and he'll just... Play well, one it's just been refined over so many years that you you know you, it's and a, everything it's is like everything has an intention. You feel he doesn't play anything without intention. Sure, sure. And you were lucky enough to to kind of learn with such a such a great maestro. Oh my god! And some of those things were probably uh, filtered down to you very quickly, didn't they? And the the practice, the dedication, what to play when. There are so many things yeah. with tabla that you can pick <clears throat> up from from a great player. So you and then you you went back to Mumbai, didn't you? And you started. I went with back him. to Mumbai for five years and um, uh, very. I, mean, I uh, guess that was a period of t- complete transformation in tabla. Because uh, I, I got to spend time with him and um, I got to see his students. You know, he has some incredible students in Mumbai, and the whole atmosphere is like everyone is talking about music and everyone is talking about a rhythmic pattern on a different level and not appreciating and they only appreciate someone if they're really good mm. and they will analyze why is someone good yeah. enough to be appreciated and not so because you play a me- fast. there's a melting pot of music rather than just simply you're good because you're good. You have to be good for a reason. Yeah, and like the first time I played in, in Yogesh's um, Guru Punima at his house and there were like 50 of his students sitting there and I remember that uh, at the end of my solo I was trying to play a composition, uh, a Bedam Chakradar uh, and I was missing one microbeat. And because it was like early days for me, and I was not coming on to the first beat of the cycle, and I made the same mistake twice. And on the third time, when I was about to play again, all everyone, the f- everyone got up and walked out. No, they? no, everyone started <laughs> reciting the composition when I was playing. Oh, and I thought, wow, this is incredible. It's like I made a mistake and no one's pointing out my mistake, but they were all there to help me. Wow. And they all fantastic. recited and... Uh, so actually, then I came on the summit. So no, I, no bananas then. That's a shame. No, I thought there might have been a much more interesting end to that. So yeah, that, that's that's a great learning. That was the, a great learning experience for but, me. But but that is the way it is, isn't it? That people aren't just there to to stop your learning progress. They're there to help you as well. So it's 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 a learning uh, a, a learning institution for everyone. I, I think the know? biggest thing, if you're if you're trying, yeah. then people are there to help you. You know, if I you want to learn, then the biggest thing I I learned is not to be insecure. Yeah. After learning from Yogeshji and whatever I can achieve in my life or I can learn 2% from him or learn 10 compositions from him. I think even if he teaches me one composition and if I uh, um, do it correctly, I think 
I'll master 1,000 other compositions. I mean, I mean, this is one of the things, isn't it, for, for beginners, that it, it's so inspiring to have such a great, great maestro. What, what are the things that you could say to somebody who's just starting out on a journey of tabla? I mean, everyone has to start somewhere when they learn music or when they learn an instrument. What's the kind of thing that you would, or what sort of advice might you give to somebody who's just started tabla and wants and looks at... Yeah, Zakir is saying, Yogesh, Samsi, and all these great players. How am I ever going to be able to play like these players? Or how am I ever even going to touch the surface of tabla? What, what, what advice can you offer a young, you know, someone who's interested in tabla? I think young people have to be initiated into tabla, like someone under the age of 10, maybe in a different way, unless until they have exposure to tabla at home as no, well. No hope for me then. No, no. then but <laughs> other, others, I think... Individually, we all should be ourselves. You know, it's like I, I, I want. I when I was young, I, I thought I want to play like Zakir Hussain and I want to play like Yogeshji. But then I realized that after ten years learning from him and spending time with him, watching him at close quarters, I thought I have to be myself. And once I can connect to myself, this uh, two things in my mind about which is like the insecurity and competing with others. Mm. Once. You get rid of these two things. Yeah, I think your your music will automatically go on a different level, and people will feel it. Even if you well, play a simple theka or a simple. Frame. I mean, this is the problem with all kinds of music. We tend to look outwardly all the time, don't we? We tend to look at other people and what they're doing instead of actually our own personal journey Absolutely. to get better and to to feel music more and be sort of emotionally connected to music and I suppose great teachers bring that but is there something simple like I mean there must be a great amount of dedication involved in getting to the very top level of any any instrument whether it's a western instrument or eastern instrument is there something that you can offer for somebody who's who's simply just started in terms of getting uh, I don't know getting their sound or a, a pulse maybe in in terms of their rhythm what 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 could you say for for someone who's maybe 10 12 years old and who wants to learn tabla for 5 or 6 years Okay, so uh, see, I think the technology now is uh, is on a different level. When I was growing up, uh, for example, I could see Zakir Bhai once a year, and maybe one of his video tapes, maybe once a year. So that was the exposure I had. But now you have five thousand videos of all the great maestros on YouTube, and on one click you can just watch the videos anytime you feel like. But I would I would uh, advise anyone who wants to learn tabla or wants to take it, uh, wants to do tabla professionally. I think first of all they need to uh, have one thing clear: who who is who is their favorite tabla player? Who do they want to sound yeah, like? Who's they who's their inspiration? At least you should have some goal that I want to sound like this guy. Or yeah, absolutely. And once you have that, you can work towards it. And there are different ways to work towards it. And then the next important and the most important step is to find the right guru, yeah. a teacher, you know. Because there's so many people out there who only have very, very uh, mediocre knowledge. And because uh, they have uh, open institutes and they teach thousands of people and they encourage students to give exams. So the parent, parents are also happy that, oh, my student, my, my son or daughter has done grade six or grade eight. And, oh, he's done his master's or he's done his bachelor's. And, but of course, doing an exam is no indication of your actual Your uh, exam ability. will happen when you go on stage. Yeah, you know? yeah. And this is, a, this is a progressive art form. Mm. You cannot... Uh, say that oh I've done bachelor's in tabla and so I'm a great musician you yeah. cannot you, you yeah, can have theoretical knowledge like you can know some definitions you can know about the history culture but I mean that's what sets music apart isn't it from Absolutely. almost any other subject that the idea that uh, an exam gets you to a certain qualification but in music that piece of paper goes out the window doesn't it is the minute that yeah. you sit on a stage and you've got 
you know, three, four, five hundred people sitting in front of you in an auditorium, that paper means very little. It's about how you, you're going to play your music and connect with that audience, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and I think it's with many subjects, like economics that you study in school and the, the economics outside in the outside world is totally different. Mm. Of course. It's something like that, so... Um, yeah, the practicality is very different, different from the, yeah. the, the So when you go on stage and when you want to be a tabla player on a different level, when you play with good musicians, it's like you only have one one second to think or one bar to think when you accompany someone. Sure. Because he will never tell you when he's going to give an opportunity. Yeah. And it could be any cycle and could be any tempo. Yeah, you have to be at the ready yeah. all the time. You can't say, oh, but, you know, can you give me 10 bars to think what can I play in this? And that obviously comes from experience, isn't it? And, experience uh, many... and listening, which is the most important thing as well. Sure. So I think kids of this generation, they have a lot of advantages. They have so much uh, of uh, stuff out there. Mm. And there's so much to listen to and you know educate themselves. But I think you cannot learn Indian classical music just by watching YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah. Sure. That's what I just want to tell any upcoming You have to find a good teacher and find the right guru, you know, just analyze just look around. Don't rush into learning from anyone. Because there's so much, isn't there, on YouTube? I mean, yeah. there are thousands of people teaching. And it's confusing now. Every other random tabla player is having tabla lessons on YouTube, you know? Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is Dha and this is Theta and and they have 50,000 yeah, <clears throat> views or followers. And I, I wonder, wow, and like some of my friends, they tell me, you should do something like this. Mm. I said, no, there are other people who can do this, so I yeah. don't want to do it. Of course, of course. Because... Um, there's so many of them. Mm. So, yeah, who do you follow? Yeah. How would you know what to follow? Yeah. One of the things that's really interesting, actually, for me, um, and I get asked this question a lot, is what makes... I mean, a beginner starts to learn the tabla, starts to get a, a good idea of the fundamentals and says to themselves, all right, I want to get myself a good pair of tabla. Where would someone look? And, and what, are the, what are the things about a tabla that makes it a slightly better quality and allows you to create sound? Because I remember my, my father bought me my first harmonium in the... I think it was like the early early 90s. And it was such a nice harmonium. It was a pleasure to play. Sometimes if you don't have the, the right instrument, mm. you kind of get um, a little bit disgruntled in the early stages, but you can't make the sounds that yeah. your, your teacher is actually telling you to do. So what would you say, um, yeah, what sort of advice can you give to somebody trying to buy a decent tabla? I mean, it doesn't have to be absolutely top professional quality but something that they can play on and enjoy uh, yeah there, there are many good tabla makers in <laughs> India these days like there's some good makers in Pune Mumbai Delhi um, and I think the left hand drum doesn't matter that much in mm. the initial stages but at least the right hand drum uh, the, the outer ring which is called the kinar and the maidan which is the inner white circle the tonic sh on on both the places should be the same. That's what right. the basic thing to look so out for. So if you for. have a C on the edge, it should it also should be, be in the second C. circle. It should also be, be a C. C. Yeah. And there's one octave difference, isn't there? So there's one yeah. scale difference. Yeah. One is the the inner circle is the lower tone, yeah. the lower yeah. octave. So the low end of the note, and yeah. yeah. And the so even if you're a high. beginner, you can get a, like a a, uh, a chromatic tuner, yeah. and you can just test it out yeah, or get the person to to show you. Absolutely. Um, and of course, ask your teacher. That's the the first uh, first That's step. That's why as I said, well. you know, to find the right guru is the most important thing. Of course, of course. Because right these days, everyone is a guru and pandit. <laughs> yeah. People themselves have <laughs> started a... calling them. I'm pandit this and I'm pandit that. <laughs> so it's like it's very hard. It's very um, difficult to find the right guru. You know. Of course. But I think with with technology that. 
Um, bridge well, has it will been find its and... own way, won't it? I mean, I mean, I mean, and, and the cream always rises, doesn't it? Yeah, eventually. But I want to talk um, a little bit about your festival as well because um, I'm intrigued to know how you set it up. And I mean, it's absolutely buzzing. I I was uh, lucky enough to see the videos. And and by the way, for everyone out there, it's some Raga festival. You're on Facebook and you're also on Instagram, and the pictures are absolutely fantastic. They're amazing. And uh, you played on the I think was it the first night? Yeah, uh, you, first you, night. I played with uh, Takahiro. Uh, he's a incredible Japanese santur player uh, mm-hmm. who now lives in Mumbai for for the last ten years. I've been living there, and he's a senior disciple of Pandit Shiv Kumar Sharma. So. And so, what was the inspiration of setting up a festival? And how did how did you go about? I mean, how does one go about setting up a festival and eventually getting somebody as good as Zakir Hussain to come and perform? How is what's the, what's the journey? Uh, um, I always wanted to do a festival in Ahmedabad. Uh, and I thought, because I am from here, I just want to give something back to the community. And uh, one day I went with a friend uh, to this venue where I actually do my festival. And it's a beautiful amphitheater. And I, I'd heard about this amphitheater. I'd never seen it. So he said, you know, why don't you go and see that place? I need to see someone. So I just went there. I was just standing on the edge of the of the amphitheater. And it's such a beautiful space. There's uh, the stage. And before the stage, there's a beautiful water body. So I was just looking at it. And I thought, at, at night... I just want to lit the entire place with candles and imagine if someone's playing Hindustani classical music and very, very me, uh, minimal lighting and people are sat on... on. So you're already creating a... a what I was you, just you know, visualizing vision, in my yeah. mind that this was January 2017 and wow. um, I spoke to a few of my friends and I said, they said, yeah, you should do it. You know, probably you, you might not find funding for the next couple of years. <laughs> But you should try. And well, India is a notoriously difficult place to find people who would back <coughs> yeah, something and, that's anything to do with Indian classical music. It's like yeah, a, and so the first quite, year was like quite special because I could manage to get all the all the cream, the young cream of Indian classical music. Like I had yeah. uh, Niladri Kumar, I had Kaushiki Chakraborty, I had Rakesh Chaurasia. Mm-hmm. My guru was there, Pandit Yogesh Samsi was there, Taufik Kureshi was there. Uh, Oja Sardia was there, Tanmay Dev Chakir. And were they all immediately keen on playing? Everyone said yes to me and they said, who's doing it? I said, I'm starting up it. They said, okay, we'll come. <laughs> that's and brilliant. that's how it started and next year like in 2018 I had some other kind other musicians I uh, mean that's the first thing if you've got great musicians you've already got the basis haven't you yeah. so you've got a venue you've got great musicians and then I guess it's a case and I had other partners like the the, the, um, the venue is called Shreyas Foundation and the guy who owns it uh, he's a he's a uh, lover of arts and they have a beautiful heritage hotel in Ahmedabad called the House of MG so and he is a he's a cousin of a very dear friend Aditi Mangaldas, who's an accomplished Kathak dancer in Delhi. So I just called her and I said, you know, can you ask your brother to give me the space for for like some a decent amount because I don't have funding. And she called him and he just called me in half an hour and he said, come and see me. So I went to see him and he said, what do you want to promote? I said, I only want to promote Indian classical music. So he gave me the venue for free nah, and he said, where so, are the artists going to stay? I said, I'm in talks with a hotel and he said, has anything finalized? I said, no. So he said, okay, they can stay at my hotel for free. Nah, so the the help and support started from the very first year from Abhay Mangaldas. And so there was a bit of, so very was a bit of destiny to him. with it. Yeah, well, just it's like, up, uh, it was just supposed to happen and I, I just happened to be there with a friend and see the space and it all happened in yeah. 10 months' time. And, and I, I, I urge everyone to go and have a look at this festival online. It's, uh, it's truly amazing, the scene that you've managed to create with your design 
designers and your artists and everyone involved, the sound is, is particularly special. Everyone's doing a, a fabulous job with that. And I, I think it obviously will, uh, it's going to go on for many, many, many more years to... to yeah, come. so I've started doing Samraga here in London as well. So last year I had three morning Raga sessions here at Tyliard Studios near King's Cross. So we're hoping to get some more funding and more partnerships where I can do Samraga on a smaller scale here as well. Sure, fantastic. So, um, the last few few things that I, I wanted to kind of uh, run through with you, and it's again something that I wanted to ask is you've been involved in many fusion projects with Tabla, and Tabla has been increasingly used with instruments all around the world. It's sort of a world music instrument now, not just an Indian musical instrument. You've been involved in stage shows with Complicite and 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 other other such uh, uh, projects. What would you say here and makes good fusion music? And uh, what what are the what are the parts that you would say make a make a good track when you talk about fusion of world music? Because mm. there's I a think lot of bad you, stuff out there. Yeah, I think if uh, when you when you're collaborating with other musical styles or genres, and I think if they stick to their own style, first of all, and if they are like clear in their thought process and. Uh, vice versa the other, the musician should know the other style as well sure and choose the grammar and the vocabulary and um the 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 musical aspect of that particular tradition and if it's gel nicely i think fusion music can sound good like look at shakti um what john mclaughlin and zakir bhai and uh selva ji and um, shankar mahadevan and yushinivas ji have done is just incredible the way they they they're all playing different styles of music and coming from different backgrounds and different I mean, they're exposures. all great musicians, but it doesn't always mean if you put five great musicians together that you're going to get great fusion That's what music. I'm, I'm coming to so that point because John has learned Indian classical music for like 25, 30 or maybe more than that. Yeah. So he knows in and out of Indian music. It's not mm. that he's an amazing jazz musician and he just comes and... Uh, he's, Plays his own he, style. Yeah, and, and fuses and with Shankarji or... Uh, the late Yushinivasji because he knows Indian music as well and yeah. I think probably vice versa Shankarji also understands so it so you're almost saying it's it's about not just knowing your own instrument but yeah. also knowing the other styles the other well. styles and, and, and then maybe you can even reciprocate them. you know right like Zakir, so if everyone knows a bit of each other yeah Zakir then sudden, knows Karnatak percussion as well that's why he can relate to what Selvaji is playing yeah and Selvaji also knows what Zakir Bhai is doing yeah. when he plays a Kaida phrase or whatever you know so then the fusion will happen. Otherwise, if everyone sticks yeah. to their own style, it'd be like it could be a great solo performance, and that's what a lot of bad fusion is. Mm. That what you are. Yeah, it just ends up about. being two great musicians doing one, their thing. Yeah, they are one bass line, they are melodic phrase, them, and then if there are five musicians, everyone play a solo for three minutes, and then the track will be fifteen minutes, and they think it's fusion. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's it's really all about connecting and knowing each other, isn't it? That's uh, that makes uh, makes good fusion music. And uh, the the final thing that I, I wanted to touch on is how do you think tabla can enhance world music going forward? Where where do you see tabla sitting? I mean, I know there have been some great maestros. If you talked about tabla fifty years ago, you'd be talking about this abstract instrument uh, that uh, has amazing solo repertoire, but then it's just restricted to playing time cycles when it was you know being played with other Indian classical musical instruments. But tabla has come such a long way in the last fifty years. Where do you see the the future of tabla, uh, and and where do you see it in the present, and and do you, do you see it mainly being used in light music, which is a sort of Bollywood and and rhythm music, or do you still see that there there's an appetite for learning classical as well? Uh, 
I think Tabla has has grown tremendously in the last um, 50 years, I believe. Um, the tradition is like very old, maybe 300, 400 years old tradition. But now in the last 50 years, there's a lot of work has been done in the field of Tabla. And you look at what Ustad Zakir Hussain has done. He's put Tabla on a global map. And like I've heard Tabla uh, samples in so many Hollywood films, you know. Mm-hmm. And the texture of Tabla is uh, so intriguing. Like when I play with other other percussionists, could be South American or African or Middle Eastern or uh, jazz or any style of drummer or or even for example a Carnatic musician, they are all fascinated by the language that we have in tabla, which no other percussion has. Like every drummer or every percussionist talks in terms of patterns. Uh, you know what the next question is going to be. Can you give us a bit of a demonstration of the language of tabla? Can you give us some <laughs> phrases? Because but everyone, when they listen to tabla and they listen to the way in which the balls are related or the, the notes are related mm. to the, the way in which we speak, yeah. uh, the phonetic sounds yeah. and the creation of those sounds on the tabla, it's, it's the most wonderful connection between yourself and the way in which you play the instrument can you give us a bit of a like uh, a, a uh, demonstration of how that would go uh, so yeah as you uh, said uh, I just spoke about the recitation aspect of it our tradition is an oral tradition so we don't write music so the teacher will recite something and the student has to listen to the sound and uh, they have to recite it like many number of times till it's like um, they get hold of it so um for example, we have a language of tabla, which is an abstract language. It doesn't mean anything, but there's an expression. So, uh, for example, if I want to say um, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, for example, uh, we can say takita, takita, taka, diga, taka, diga, taka. Right. So you're substituting the notes the for, notes, for, the, for patterns, the numbers. For the numbers. And then we have uh, our tabla kaidas, for example. Mm. Like if I want to say. So I can go one two three one two three one two one two one two one two three four. I can analyze it like that also. But then we have this language, and this is like a very the most oldest composition of tabla, which all tabla players in the world would know, that from Delhi style. And then we do improvisations in the main composition, and then we always finish any composition with a composition called a tihai, which is you you repeat a phrase three times. Yeah. To come on the first beat of the cycle, which is the sum, which right. is the most important beat in any cycle. So, for example, I'll this just is particular to to Indian classical music, isn't it? That the high, the phrase repeated yeah, three, three times, times over, yeah. and and sometimes it's slightly changed or slightly changed in the last phrase. Yeah, or there has to be a significant ending. You cannot yeah. end wherever you feel like. So, because yeah. this is a classical tradition, it's like there are a lot of limitations. Yeah. So you bound by a lot of things. You mm. cannot go outside of freely. the cycle. Yeah, yeah. So that's the but beauty that's of the beauty. it. Yeah, right, right. That's the beauty right. of it. Because then you you develop this visualization. Well, it's improvised within a confined space, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like so you, you have. Imagine you're singing a, a scale of four notes, maybe right. Hindol. You know, there are only four notes. Yeah. So now it's even much harder to to improvise and visualize it. Yeah. Because when you have more yeah, number of notes, you can make more combinations. Yeah, less possibility. Yeah, less of possibility. So, um, yeah, so Tabla is very fascinating. So, so let's hear a chakradar. Let's just hear uh, one of the chakradars that you're from <coughs> your repertoire. And, uh, okay, I'll recite one chakradar of uh, Ustad Alaraga Khan Sahib from the Punjab style. 
Um, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Because uh, Samrag is out there, or Samraga is out there, the festival. Um, you're going to be doing something also at the Purcell Rooms, is that right? Ah, uh, yeah. So uh, I have a performance coming up at Purcell Room on the 21st of April with a very well-known sitar player, Shakir Khan. Yeah. Who's a son of the legend? And when is that happening? When is that taking place? Uh 21st of April in the evening at Purcell Room, uh, right. organized by Milap Fest. Uh, very, very. And well where, known. where can can people buy the? Uh, buy the tickets, tickets you can buy on. I think if once you go on the South Bank yeah. website, you can buy tickets, and I think the. Available now, so fantastic. Well, I'm just urging everyone to go out there and go and see uh, here in Charter at the Purcell Rooms on the 21st of April. That's right. Well, uh, here in um, it was absolutely wonderful to have you on today to share your insights into Thabla, and uh, I wish you lots of success with Samrago and your music going forward. Thanks so much for taking the time to come over. Thank you, Sol, and thanks for inviting, and thank you, You're Elise, very welcome. and thank you for the wonderful tea.